Today's scripture comes from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 9. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abram took his wife, Sarah, and his brother's son, Lot, and all the possessions that they had gathered and the persons whom they had, uh, the persons whom they had acquired in Haran. And they set forth to go to the land of Canaan. When they had come to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land of the place to the place at Shechem, to the oak of Morah. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he moved on to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and invoked the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on by stages towards the Negev. The word of God for, for the people of God. Thanks be to God. be seated. So we will be spending the summer preaching from the book of Genesis. We started last week at the very beginning at creation and during this time we will spend four weeks looking at the stories of Abraham and Sarah and another five at the stories of their descendants Isaac Jacob and Joseph. But even in this extended time in Genesis, we won't have enough time to cover the width and breadth and depth of the stories that are found in this first book of the Bible. I love these stories and I am excited about the opportunity to share some of them with you in worship this summer, but I hope that you will also spend some time looking over these stories on your own the ones that we talk about in church and the ones that we don't, because there is always something new to be gleaned from them, no matter how familiar they may be to us. So today we meet Abram and his wife, Sarai. They have not yet been renamed Abraham and Sarah by God. And here, at the age of 75, Abram makes his first appearance in the Bible, with no backstory except for some genealogy shared at the end of chapter 11. Here at the age of 75, Abram is blessed by God who promises to make a great nation of him. Here at the age of 75, Abram is told to leave his country, to leave his kinsfolk, 
to leave his extended family. And here, at the age of 75, Abram trusts and obeys, taking his wife, his nephew, and their households, and becoming migrants, traveling to an unknown promised land where he and his yet unborn descendants will become a mighty nation. It is a great and faithful start for the one who will become known as the father of faith. Three-face, in fact, as he is the shared ancestor of Judaism and Islam, as well as Christianity. Yes, Abram comes into our shared stories in a powerful way, spoken to by a God who does not even introduce himself to Abram, but whom Abram all the same trusts to make good on the sweeping promises he speaks to him. Promises of land, of people, and of being the root of all that will bless the entire world. Taking the one who speaks to him at his word, Abram uproots his life and moves forward in faith. Now, this strong start aside, it takes just a few more verses of reading to learn that Abraham, Abram, did not exactly have trust and obedience as his default setting. Abram set out in faith, but when he and his traveling companions find themselves in the midst of a famine, he leaves the land promised to him and ventures into Egypt. Once there, he decides that it would be best for him if he let Sarai be known there as his sister not his wife. She is promptly taken into the Pharaoh's palace, and while it seems to be going great for Abram for a while, it ends, as things do at least one more time in Egypt before the Old Testament closes, it ends with a plague and an exodus out. Yes, it is an interesting set of choices this father of our faith makes. In fact, as we go through the stories of his life, it is interesting to watch what does and does not trip him up along the way. Move from the land and the people I know? Okay, done. Protect my wife in a foreign land? Uh, I have a better idea. Sacrifice my son, something Pastor Reed and Pastor Arthur will have the joy of preaching about in a few weeks. Sure, Abraham marches obediently up the mountain with his second-born son. Second-born son because, oh yeah, Abram and Sarai got a little impatient waiting on Isaac's long-promised arrival. This back and forth, this strength and weakness, this faithfulness and fearfulness, this obedience and wandering, this is what I find most helpful about the stories we read in the Bible. We see in these stories 
all sorts of called yet flawed people. Fathers and mothers of our faith like Abraham and Sarah, the one who would be the namesake of the Israel of the nation Israel, Jacob, judges like Samson, kings like David, prophets, disciples. They are all like us. They are all children of God, called to trust and obey, but prone to stumbling and falling and forgetting who they are and what they are called to do, just like us. Bruce Feiler, who authored a book on Abraham that I've been looking over a little bit this week, he writes that to be a descendant of Abraham is to glance back at your native land, to peer ahead to your nameless destination, and to wonder, do I have the courage to make the leap? Catholic priest Father John Lyons says in Filer's book, the lesson of Abraham is that you have to be willing to risk it all. You have to give up everything for God. The bottom line is if you're too comfortable or too secure or too into having control, then you won't be willing to trust God. A life of discipleship, in short, is one full of forks in the road where we have to have a gut check where we have to decide whether or not we are willing to trust God, willing to take the leap he is asking of us, willing to risk it all for God. Now, trusting God probably won't often look like it did for Abram and Sarai, and in fact, there are definitely, definitely aspects of their story that I am quite certain will never play out in the lives of us here today. That said, God can and will find ways to call us out of our comfort zones, our safe places, away from our delusional sense of being in control. He calls us out of these places because his work for us is waiting out in the big, beautiful, wild, unknown world. So what will we decide to do the next time God calls on us with promises of blessing and the ability to transform the world if we would just trust and obey what he asks of us? Will we step out with trust in God in full obedience to his request? Or will we hang back and decide that we will just continue to do things our own way in our own time. One thing is for sure. If we don't make space for God, if we don't sit still and listen, if we never stop to ask what he wants of us, we will definitely continue to act in our own will not God's. What blessings do we risk losing when we do that? 
What blessings will the world never know of if we do not move out in faith when and where and how God sends us? Abram was called at the age of 75 to leave all that he had known because God said it would be good, that he would be blessed, and that the world through him would be blessed. Abram heard and he obeyed. He was not always flawless along the way, but God was. May we be the people who listen for our Father's voice and who do our best to trust and obey. People who move into the world and the power of the Holy Spirit and with the transforming truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ in our hearts and on our lips and as the motivating, loving power behind all of our deeds. To the God of Abram and Sarai be all the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for the stories that we find in your word. The stories that challenge us to be a trusting people, to listen to you, to obey, and to receive the great blessings and be a blessing to the world when we do so. And we thank you that your word shares with us um, all of the victories and the struggles that your people have because we are just like them, Lord. We seek your face, but we sometimes stumble and fall along the way. Thank you for always being faithful when we struggle doing the same. Help us to hear you, Lord, and to join you in your work in the world. May your name be glorified forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.